So, are there any questions from those in the hall? Questions, reflections, everything's welcome. Yes. Mm. Wonderful, yeah, very good question. I'll just repeat it um, so, so that everyone can hear and also for the recordings. Um, so um, sometimes in meditation there's a sense that the body really calms down, there's a lot of ease in the experience, um, but noticing that it can't be that the mind is carrying on thinking. Um, the attention, the presence is primarily with the body and there's no sense of that being a problem, it's just kind of in the background, I'm adding that in. <laughs> and the question is, um, is that is that good enough or should I be doing something about the, to the, the, the chattering of the mind or the thinking of the mind? Um, does that ca encapsulate? Yeah, great. You want to respond first? Or? Okay. Well, I would say, uh, yes, this, is, this often happens and the mind can carry on thinking. Actually, primarily what matters is our engagement with the thinking. If you're not feeding it with your attention, your attention is in the body, um, it will eventually uh, calm down uh, of its own. And sometimes I, I, I have images, you know, it could be like, you know, the, the rooks <laughs> here in the garden are just kind of really noisy, but they don't need to grab the attention. Um, so one way of, of responding to that is to say, yes, absolutely, just bring the awareness to the body. Um, and you say once in a while you notice the thoughts are still going on, but they're not pulling your attention. No, I, no need to go there, um, I would say. Yeah, and that could be one response, and Nathan may have a different one. But thank you. Yeah, I, I, would, I would, I think, you know, mostly agree with that, that if you're feeling... You know, very steady, very kind of centered, connected with the body, and everything's kind of unfolding in a really nice way. But there's this feeling there's kind of activity in the mind. Um, you know, there's this. We could have this sense, and kind of so again, you know, using this kind of imagination, it's almost like the mind's just kind of playing with itself. You know, the intellect's just playing with itself. It it, it wants something to do, so it's kind of creating stuff and just kind of chatting to itself, and it doesn't really bother impact here. Occasionally it can be helpful just to kind of check in, again, just with that mood of that thinking, you know, and just dropping in the suggestion. So kind of just to kind of fill out a little bit from what Zara was saying, we're talking that sometimes thinking can have a wholesome aspect, you know, so just kind of underscore that. So much of the time it actually doesn't. It's kind of a self-centered, what am I going to get? What am I going to get rid of? And what do other people think about me? Those kinds of thoughts that aren't really very helpful. But sometimes, you know, the heart and the mind is like, well, if you're just going to play over there, how about playing in the field of generosity or gratitude or appreciation of beauty or something like that, you know, and just see if the mind goes there. And what you might find is that kind of like back here in present body, that kind of just something lifts something in there because it's, it's still in connection with each other. So just kind of every so often just harmonizing that or beautifying that. Can be can be helpful, but yeah, 
if you're steady here, if it's feeling good, just keep working in here. Just watch out that it doesn't become dull. You know, without the absence with the absence of thinking there that brightness activity, making sure that's awake. Yeah, that that would be kind of expected, you know. Um I, I would expect it, you know. Um so yeah, just probably working in if we're primarily, you know, you don't need to kind of go to the thoughts, bring it back to all of this. Just like bring more brightness into this moment. So as I pay attention to the to the breath, say it's like it's quite a bright breath and just imagine the brightness. Um if there's a f- general sense of awareness, letting that awareness have a kind of crystal brightness to it, you know, so it's like, wow, awareness just reveals, you know, wow, kind of let that quality brighten and, and, and intrigue us and get interested in the experience. And that will probably also uh, quieten down any activity in the, in the mind, as, it's, as this would feel, oh, this is just really nice and bright and present. Um, yeah, so you can just work on that level of energetics which is more subtle, more interesting, more beneficial. And the fluctuations and brightness of the mind and fogginess and all that, that's kind of, that's the territory we're working with. Mm. So just to know, it's not that you're necessarily doing something wrong, but it's just how do I respond to this? And can I, as Nathan was saying, bring more enlivening just through the body? I don't need to go to the mind, but you also can. Like connecting to intention is like going to the mind, right? And that's helpful. So I just repeat the question for the recording and everyone. So, you know, this general feeling, sense that at times, um, you know, we encounter a lot of tiredness, particularly this familiar beginning of retreat and coming on retreat, getting a lot of tiredness. So that's an interesting insight in and of itself. So what changes through the retreat if tiredness doesn't appear so much later on? And that can already be kind of an interesting question. Is that, okay, so what do I need to to cultivate now to get more like there, you know. Um, understanding the conditioned nature of tiredness and non-tiredness is really interesting. Um, so a few things that I could imagine uh, affecting it. Many people come to retreat actually quite tired from life, you know, and so sleeping enough, having a nap, you know, all of those kind of things can really help just recharging with the amount of sleep we we need as as human beings, as modern human beings. It's very helpful to take care of that. Then, when we're actually literally doing the practice, we also have to really understand the nature of our minds, which... um, Sorry, I just realized I I leapt in from reading the question. That's okay. Um, Great. So, meditation actually... It's, it looks maybe like 75, 99 to 99% like going to bed to the body. You know, like fold up the body relatively cosily, maybe even wrap a blanket around it, close the eyes, it's all very dark. And then so the mind automatically, understandably, would think, oh, it's bedtime. Oh, I know what to do. Shut down, unplug, <laughs> it's like energy to start sinking. And so we have to intentionally uh, say, 
No, actually, this is waking up, brightfulness. You know, I want to see the experience. I want to engage. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in my experience. I'm interested in sensations. Interested in sounds as vibrations. Something beyond the labels. I'm, well, I want to get to know life. And so, just making sure that you know this calming bodily fabrication doesn't become into sleep. It's like calming bodily fabrication might be more skillfully said unblocking bodily restrictions. Get that brightness, get that aliveness, get the spine upright. Take off a few layers maybe, get a little bit cooler, yeah? So we're not sending too many sleepy time signals to the body, it's also like wakefulness signals. Um, And that can be really helpful. Um, And then, you know, something that you reflected in your question, you know, going for a walk, come back, do feel physically tired. So kind of pacing ourselves. So making sure this is a time of rejuvenation. When we go for a walk, was it because I really need to move the body or was it because I want to connect with nature? And so you know, maybe just go to the nearest nature and connect with it that way. Or just So using our intelligence around our energy, using our understanding of the fabrication, you know, blankets fabricate bedtime, <coughs> no blankets fabricate, okay, waking up. Um, practice with the eyes open, as you said, beautiful description, yeah. breathing in the feet out the top of the head, <coughs> and that can help. And then probably the final thing just to, just to say is like, and it's not working, and that mindset suggests an understandable but present subtle aversion to this experience, right? So I don't want to be tired. I don't want to be tired. And so that letting in, letting be, oh, there is tiredness here, and getting to know it, getting to know, okay, this is part of the human experience, but also not letting it dictate what I can and can't do right now. Okay, so there's periods of extra sleep, you know, have naps, catch up. Most human beings are chronically tired, and it takes a long time to recover from that kind of tiredness in life. You know, something around six weeks of like really getting into that practice. Some sleep researchers say something like this understanding how we're fabricating sleepy time type of things and working around that, eyes open, stand up, all of those things that we don't normally fall asleep doing. And then, you know, playing with the subtle aversive nature towards sleepiness. What's so bad about feeling sleepy? Can I really get to know it? Can I really get to hold it? Can I really get to explore it? You know, rather than, I don't want it. What is it? Can it be? Can I live with it? Even you know, there might come a time in our life where you know, being tired is part of the existence. People can live with that. People can explore. They can deepen. They can brighten. They can awaken beyond conditionality. Yeah. Yeah. I'll add um, a couple of things to that. I think that la- the point about um, just unhooking the where you work with it from needing the result of the sleepiness to go away yeah that's it's really tricky to do but that's kind of that kind of broadens that to not just being about the tiredness um and then um two other things i think nathan didn't mention that can be useful one is standing up actually so that sense of uprightness actually kind of amping it up not just through the breath or the posture but actually doing some standing um, and the other is the stretching of the awareness to the whole body. So I kind of, I, I 
you know, and I don't know if, if that's a practice you like and you know, then and really actually feeling the stretch of it, yeah, rather than just, you know, you often use the, the wording of expanding, and, but actually that, like you're stretching a pizza dough, yeah, stretching it. Uh, that can often, the, wi- the wider awareness in general and the actual activity of, of opening it can bring some brightness uh, with it. Yeah. Mm. So a question around how to meditate with eyes open. Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Again, it's just like with the sitting. You know, we see the... We see the images of sitting cross-legged and we think that's the best way. And same with the eyes closed because we've come across meditation with eyes closed. We think that's, you know, eyes open are not right. And there's some meditation traditions that teach meditation with eyes open. Um, the helpful way, uh, I would say, to, is to find a balance where the gaze can be soft. Yeah. So you want what you're actually wanting, you want the light to come in. Um, uh, but you don't want to be distracted by the visual sense, which is so such a primary sense for us. So usually, soft gaze uh, somewhere in front of you can be helpful, you know. And again, not so you don't want to be doing that. So uprightness, and then just having it somewhere in front of you, a couple of meters in front of you, and you just soft gaze on that, and and really softening the gaze. So it's yeah, another thing to kind of play with um, a little bit. Great. So noticing in the meditation uh, quite a lot of uh, bodily sensations, um, uh, good ones, nice ones, quite enjoyable, including um, uh, hair seeming standing on end and, and all of this kind of rising, moving through energies. And um, yeah, is, it, is that a good thing? Is it a normal thing? Is it, well, how does that fit within what we're teaching and expressing? So, do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay, right, second part. Anyway, your turn. Thanks. So yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's great. Um, it's it's interesting, you know, what kind of goes on and and how it goes on, why it goes on, and probably doesn't matter too much. In the same way as we were saying earlier, it's like you know, leave the leave the intellect alone for a while, and it kind of just plays with itself. It's kind of interesting. It's like, you know, it's not doing anything. <laughs> it's not like figuring something. It's just playing on its own. Also, interestingly, settle down, bring the body into stillness. And sometimes it just creates its own body sensations, right? And so calling them body sensations may even be kind of going too far in a certain sense, that sometimes they're actually just kind of subtle, energetic ripplings and movements, and it's kind of, um, and they can get very strong at times, and very profound, very um, energetic things and they're going to move through may, maybe releasing, maybe unblocking and this whole sense of doing our practice is actually kind of unblocking and like in the morning when we just move all the joints and kind of like wake up the body things can flow through and so sometimes when we pay attention then in a subtler way, which is kind of what meditation is doing, paying attention in a subtler way you know, energetics can start to open up Maybe they're already there, maybe they're appearing because of the way we're paying attention, maybe the way we're holding the body. If it's nice, what I would say is primarily pay attention to the niceness of it. Yeah? 
what we pay attention to tends to grow, tends to expand. Right? So don't worry too much about <coughs> where it is and you know, certainly don't worry too much about like where it's coming from, what it's, what's going on. If it's nice, if it feels good, get into that and let that niceness of this also impact if you're working with the breath or working with body sensations in general. Just allowing that flavor to kind of support you as you, as you pay attention. And yeah. And if they get more and they get intense or they get too much or anything else, then you want to come and talk with us about it one-to-one or bring it into the group. Okay, yeah. so if, they, if they're up that, to that kind of extent already, then what is generally helpful then is keeping the awareness large. Yeah? Because when things get intense, some kind of definition of intense would be almost too much or too much for the amount of space that there is. Yeah? Whereas if there were more space, maybe this would just be something smaller, you know. It's like someone dancing like a maniac in a cupboard or someone dancing like a maniac in a big you know, arena, they're not going to do any real damage in that space. And the same thing is, oh, this is a lot. Just open out that container. It's an interesting thing that we can do with our awareness. Is like, oh, let's just make awareness a bit bigger. You know, and feel like, oh, it's I'm I'm aware just of my head. You know, in the kind of bedsit of the of the being. And so open out into the whole body, this whole big kind of complex, and then out even wider, this whole big kind of field expanse of nature out to the horizons. And as we do that, then and feel like, oh, yeah, there's a lot going on here, but got that space there. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe I'll just add like a, a little thing. Is really, it's really about that fine-tuning. Yeah? So enjoy, yeah, and let that be the focus of your, of your awareness, the pleasantness, and then just, just be aware. When is the intensity getting? Do I need to make a bigger space for it or not? Yeah, because sometimes, yeah, there would just be the, 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 the niceness. Um, in that, yeah. But it sounds like you've you've got you know you've got a sense of kind of and and it is also a skill that we develop through practice is to open to the deliciousness of life. <laughs> we're not interestingly enough, um, it feels like sometimes we're not actually wired very well for that. So uh, it's it's a skill that we develop to to open to the nice, uh, to the lovely, to the pleasant. Yeah. Thank you. So. Just repeat the question: What, what to, how to work with um, feelings of aversion, and then the opposite to that, the the craving or the desire. Uh, and first of all, to say that in itself is a, a really powerful uh, insight to see that they're they're actually both present, even. Yeah. So when there's aversion to something, there's a desire or a craving for things to be different than they are. And when there's a desire for something, a craving for something, there's an aversion to what's um, present in the moment. So kind of seeing that um, relationship. Are you talking about hindrances today? You are. Yeah. So Nathan will be talking more about, about this this evening, but I would say uh, I'll just offer a few suggestions. Um, one can be that increase in space. Yeah, because again, what happens with aversion and with craving is our awareness shrinks around it, and then we feel like this is the only thing, yeah, that's there. There's just this aversion right now, yeah, say, to an unpleasant sensation in the body. There's just this aversion, that's the only thing. 
open out the awareness and we even just drop in the question, what else is here? And the breath uh, or sound, depending on what you're working with, or the body can be a place where we can have that responsiveness. So if there's aversion, there'll be quite a bit of contraction in the being. It'll be small. We open out. We say, what if I breathe in a way that calms or nourishes the body right now? So exploring that. Um, Noticing the the contractedness with the aversion. You know, that actually is unpleasant. So the aversion itself is causing um, conditions for more aversion. (laughs) Like we don't like it. Uh, the same with the craving, yeah, like feeling that, that also comes with a contraction. I want something else. I want, I want this clenched fist. And can I let this be, yeah, so that I can let it go, yeah? So we can feel again that more space in the body, yeah? See if we can expand the space. And sometimes, um, Nathan was just mentioning it, expanding even further to sound. So there's a sense of like a bigger space in which this is arising. So it's not the only thing. It's not the only thing. Um, and then seeing if we can bring and do you work with the breath? Is the breath comfortable for you or not so comfortable? Mostly with the breath. Mostly with the breath. Okay, great. So using the breath to uh, soothe yeah, with both of those, because that contraction is to soothe, to open, and also using the breath as something that kind of can meet that experience with compassion, because compassion is really important here. Yeah, because we get into the mindset of getting rid of this. Yeah, this is a problem. This is wrong. Compassion for this um, entangled mess that we're in. Yeah, of of the aversion, um, or the or the craving, the desire for something else to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you want to add anything? Anything else from anyone? Okay. So, yeah, still half an hour for walking practice or for being outdoors practice. Uh, So, yeah, enjoy and we'll be back here at 11.30 for a sitting together.